and welcome to the October 2018 edition of Outbeat News in Depth. I'm Greg Moralia. Well, if you've been following Outbeat News this month, or just about any other gay news source, you know that it's been an extraordinary time for the story of Matthew Shepard. This month marks 20 years since his murder, and what you may not have known is that his parents, Judy and Dennis Shepard, were never able to lay to rest Matthew's remains, all from fear that his gravesite would be desecrated. Well, this last Friday at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., Matthew's remains were received during an internment ceremony, and he will be laid to rest there in a very secure place. The ceremony was officiated in part by openly gay bishop Gene Robinson, and it was really beautiful, truly touching, emotional, and historic. Tonight, we had planned to bring you coverage of the 20th annual Matthew Shepard Foundation Gala, but we've decided instead to share with you some of the most moving and touching moments from the National Cathedral. So stay with us. It's coming up next, right after your Outbeat Radio News for this Sunday, October 28th, 2018. This is Greg Moralia with your Outbeat Radio News for the week of October 28th, 2018. LGBTQ Nation reported last week that an anti-gay lawyer was confirmed to lead the Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division. In a vote of 52 to 45, the U.S. Senate confirmed Donald Trump's nominee, Eric Dryband. He will now head up the Department of Justice's effort to fight racism, homophobia, and other forms of discrimination, even though he spent his entire life defending discrimination. Dryband represented the University of North Carolina in a lawsuit against the school's decision to enforce House Bill 2, which restricted bathroom access for trans people and banned local governments from passing LGBTQ anti-discrimination ordinances. He also defended R.J. Reynolds' tobacco company and Bloomberg in discrimination cases and represented clients looking for religious exemption laws. And in a related story, the New York Times reported that the Trump administration announced that it plans to narrowly define the word gender to write transgender people out of civil rights protections. The Obama administration recognized that the definition of gender is largely self-determined. Federal courts have repeatedly ruled that the discrimination against transgender people violates civil rights law that bans gender discrimination. But the Trump administration plans to radically change the legal definition of gender to be a, quote, biological, immutable condition determined by genitalia at birth, end quote. Transgender people, therefore, would not be covered under federal law. Myra Kiesling, executive director of the National Center for Transgender Equality, said, quote, This proposal is an attempt to put heartless restraints on the lives of two million people, effectively abandoning our right to equal access to health care, housing, education, and fair treatment under law, end quote. She added, quote, This administration is willing to disregard the established medical and legal view of our rights and ourselves to solidify an archaic, dogmatic, and frightening view of the world, end quote. In the days following this announcement, transgender activists rallied in New York and Washington, D.C. And this last Friday, Matthew Shepard was finally laid to rest 20 years and a couple of weeks after his murder in a notorious hate crime in Laramie, Wyoming. His parents, Judy and Dennis Shepard, have kept his remains all of this time out of fear that his burial site would have been vandalized. Matthew's remains are now kept safely at peace in the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. The day after the internment, the Smithsonian Institute formally accepted a collection of Matthew's papers and personal effects donated to the Smithsonian's National Museum of American History. 
KTWOAM and Casper reports that the family is donating personal papers highlighting Matthew's school life from elementary school through college, as well as theater scripts, photographs, correspondence, and notebooks. There are also several items such as a child-sized Superman cape, sandals, and Purple Ribbon Award. For a calendar of LGBT events happening here in the North Bay, go to GaySonoma.com. For Outbeat Radio News, I'm Greg Moralia. If you've been a longtime listener of Outbeat Radio, you already know that I've been honored to serve on the board of the Matthew Shepard Foundation now for many years. I met the Shepherd family back in 2000, and Matthew's story led me to be able to come out while still working in law enforcement. I've always considered Matthew to be the best friend I never knew. Now, that first year when I met Judy Shepherd, I also met singer-songwriter Randy Driscoll. Right after Matthew was murdered, Randy wrote a song that we've played on this show many times called What Matters. I had the opportunity to bring Judy Shepard and Randy Driscoll to Napa Valley College for a speaking program that first year and heard Randy perform What Matters for the first time live. Friday's internment ceremony began with Randy singing What Matters.
The service began with a procession of Episcopal clergy, including now-retired Bishop Gene Robinson. You may remember that he was the first openly gay man to be consecrated as an Episcopal bishop here in the United States. Bishop Robinson is a close friend of the Shepherds and was instrumental in facilitating having the National Cathedral be Matthew's final resting place. I serve as the Bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Washington on behalf of all of the diocese and all of this cathedral. We welcome you to this house of prayer for all people as we celebrate the life and grieve the death of Matthew Shepard. A particular welcome to Matthew's family. Twenty years is not long enough Uh, You could never dim the memory in 20 years of one so loved, nor can 20 years heal the grief of such a loss. And so we are honored today to celebrate his life again as we lay to rest at last his physical remains in this place, which will forever protect and honor his physical remains while his soul is safe with God and his spirit 
lives forever. This is Bishop Gene Robinson. This cathedral is actually serious about being a place of prayer for all people. So if you are a person of faith, but not Christian, please know that you are our special guest. Be you Jew or Muslim, Hindu or Sikh or Buddhist or whatever, you are welcome here. And even if you're not a person of faith, if you identify with no particular religious community, please know how welcome you are. Let the beauty of this service, the words and the music, wash over you and comfort you in whatever ways you need to be comforted. And in particular, we welcome those of you who are gay or lesbian, bisexual or transgender or queer. Many of you have been hurt by your own religious communities. And I want to welcome you back. And now it's my honor to introduce Matt's father, Dennis Shepard, who would like to greet you. Thank you all for being here today. Um, our family, Judy, Marlo, Logan, and myself, feel very honored that you would take time out of your personal life to be here in this beautiful house of worship. Matt loved the church. He loved the ceremony. He loved the fact that it was a safe place for anyone who wanted to enter. That it was a welcoming place for anyone who wanted to enter. And it was a place of acceptance for anyone who wanted to enter. Matt was blind, just like this beautiful house of worship. He did not see skin color. He did not see religion. He did not see sexual orientation. All he saw was a chance to have another friend, just like this beautiful home we have here right now. Because of that, we as a family are very honored and indebted to you for coming, for showing your concern, for, for wanting to honor Matt, his memory, his legacy, and his belief that we are all equal, all equal.
to the National Cathedral. I cannot thank you enough for the family, for leading the way in showing acceptance and inclusiveness for any and all who enter these grounds and this building. For all of the people who are helping us take Matt home, I thank them for again giving up their time. It's so important that we now have a home for Matt, a home that others can visit, a home that is safe from haters, a home that he loved dearly from his younger days in Sunday school and as an acolyte in the church back home. So to all of you who are here and all of you who through the joys of technology are live streaming, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you for, for being a part of this. And we, we sincerely hope and pray that you'll come here often, not just to reflect on Matt, but reflect on others that you love dearly. So bless you and thank you. stand as you are able, continuing now as we bring ourselves into worship. God is with us. God's love unites us. God's purpose steadies us. God's spirit comforts us. Blessed be God. the maker and redeemer of all. Grant us with Matthew and all the faithful departed the sure benefits of Jesus' saving passion 
and glorious resurrection, that in the last day, when you gather all into Christ, we may enjoy the fullness of your promises through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. whose days are without end and whose mercies cannot be numbered. Make us, we pray, deeply aware of the shortness of human life. We remember before you this day our brother Matthew and all who have lost their lives to violent acts of hate. We pray that the gifts of all your lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer children may be recognized, welcomed, and celebrated in the world and in your church. In your holy name we pray. Amen. The ceremony was filled with beautiful music that included performances by the Washington, D.C. Gay Men's Chorus and Consperari, a choral ensemble that's been performing an operatic titled Considering Matthew Shepherd that tells the story of Matthew's life.
If you're just joining us, you're listening to Outbeat News In-Depth here on KRCBFM Radio 91. I'm Greg Moralia, and tonight we're bringing you highlights from the internment ceremony for Matthew Shepard that took place Friday at the National Cathedral. One of the ceremony's most powerful moments was from Bishop Gene Robinson when he gave his homily. Lord, take my lips and speak through them. Take our minds and think with them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Amen. Please be seated. A week from now, we will be celebrating All Saints Day. And in many parts of Latin America, on All Saints Day, there is a custom where people in the congregation are invited to say the names of those who have departed this life, but somehow are still present. If you close your eyes and open your hearts, Matt is right here. What the congregation says when the name is called out is presente, present, here. And so I invite you, Matthew Shepard, presente. Let me just say at the beginning that I've been uh, crying for a week now. Uh, So I'm pretty apt to cry during this sermon. I just want you to know I'm okay. In fact, I'm way better than okay. And um, with your help, I'll get through it. And you'll pardon me for looking at my notes, which I don't really need, but it gives me some place to look besides you. Matt was luckier than most young gay men in 1998. He had parents and a brother who loved him. He loved his church, the Episcopal Church, and they loved him back. And I have no doubt that Matt is in heaven despite the fact that we actually know very little about heaven. It really isn't about pearly gates and gold streets and angels in clouds looking bored. It is about being with God and discovering that nothing in all creation can separate us from God's love. I think the best picture we have of heaven comes to us in the story of the prodigal son, which actually is not about the prodigal son, it's about the prodigal son's father. And after the son goes off into some foreign place and and wastes his life and starts feeling like he's just done all the wrong things, he decides to go home. 
and he's rehearsing his apology to his father and, and intends to ask to be allowed to serve his father's household even as a slave. What he doesn't know is that every day he has been gone, his father has been sitting on the front porch in a rocking chair, looking down the road, waiting for his son's return. And when he gets close enough for his father to see him, his father runs to him and puts a cloak on his shoulders and sandals on his feet and a ring on his finger and calls for a party because his son has come home. Matt was loved by God from the very beginning. And nothing, not even death, has separated him from God's love. And I think that Matt was never alone. After the Lord's Prayer, you're going to hear a song sung called Gently Rest and parenthetically called a dear lullaby, D-E-E-R, lullaby, which comes from Reggie Flutie, who was the first police officer to arrive where Matt had died. And she reports that as she approached his body, she didn't notice it at first, but a deer was lying beside him. And from the looks of things, that deer had been there all night long. And when the deer saw her, the deer looked straight into her eyes and then ran away. And what she said is, that was the good Lord, no doubt in my mind. And there's no doubt in my mind either. God has always loved Matt. Uh, they will hate me for saying this, but we're not just here to celebrate Matthew, I'm here partly to celebrate Judy and Dennis Shepard. You know, they could have so easily gone home and grieved privately. But by the grace of God, they decided that they were going to turn this horrendous event into something good. And they did it in big ways and in small ways. 
Five years after Matt's death, I was consecrated a bishop for the Diocese of New Hampshire. And just before I strapped on my bulletproof vest for my consecration, someone hand-delivered a note from Judy Shepard, which I carried with me. And it said, I know Matthew will be smiling down upon you tomorrow. Now, Judy Shepard is the most unlikely of people to be doing all of this. I think it's Dennis who says that on a scale of 1 to 10 for introversion, Judy ranks about 15. And Judy, I don't know if you remember this or not, uh, I've seen her shaking backstage before she speaks. And and one time in particular, I think this was when we were doing the uh, all-star reading of uh, the Laramie Project at at the town hall in New York City. And Tipper Gore was there, and Tipper and Judy asked me to pray with them, which of course I was delighted and honored to do. But it was a little bit surreal because about 10 feet away from us was Cindy Lauper doing what Cindy does to get ready to sing, which is blow up balloons. It must have worked because she sang like an angel. And I watched Judy Shepard be introduced and I watched her get taller and taller as she walked toward the podium. And her small voice became strong and clear and challenging. They could have just grieved privately, but they shared Matthew with us. And today, they are sharing him one last time with us. Thank you. Okay, now to you. I just want to say to you that if you are here just to pay your respects and to remember Matthew, it's not enough. If you're not here to be transformed, you've come for the wrong reason. There's a Greek word, anamnesis. If you take it apart, the A-N that begins the word is the A-N in anti, that is to say the opposite of. And amnesis is, is the word from which we get amnesia. So it's against amnesia. It's against forgetting. It's about remembering, but in a very special way. It's the word we use to talk about the communion service in the Christian faith. 
And it's what happens when you go to a Seder meal in a Jewish home. It's to recall a past event so dramatically that you bring it into the present moment and it becomes your event, not just stuck in the past. That's the kind of remembering I pray for today. Transforming remembering. One of the things I hope you will remember is that, uh, what is it, 11 years after Matt's death, the hate crimes bill, the federal hate crimes bill was passed and it bore not only Matthew's name, but that of James Byrd, the African-American in Texas who was chained and dragged behind a pickup truck until one arm and his head were severed from his body. And the reason we need to remember that is that the bigger picture here is what we human beings tend to do, which is to label someone different from ourselves as other, which is code for not really human, and then you can do anything to them that you like. People of color know that. The LGBTQ community knows that. Every marginalized person and group in this country knows that. And we are seeing way too much of that at the moment. The other thing I want you to remember is that violence takes lots of forms. And right now, the transgender community is the target. There are forces about who would erase them from America deny them the right they have to define themselves. And they need us to stand with them. That's the kind of transformation today makes possible. That we see this bigger picture of the kind of violence we do to people just because we don't understand them. So I want you to remember, and then Dennis would want me to say, and then go vote. Okay, so, so I'm a bishop, indulge me. I want to say a word about God. 
Now, my whole life and ministry, I have been warning people to be very leery of those who claim to speak for God. But that is precisely what I'm going to do. <laughs> I usually can resist, but I can't resist today. The church, the synagogue, and the mosque often get it wrong, but God never gets it wrong. I have a magnet on my refrigerator, and it says this, Jesus loves you, but I'm his favorite. Okay, so here's the miracle. Here's the miracle. Every one of you is God's favorite. Every one of you is God's favorite. I don't know how that can be. I just know that it's true. And I don't want any of you to leave here without being reminded that you are loved by the God of all that is. You are loved beyond your wildest imagining. And nothing, absolutely nothing, can separate you from that love. So, the picture I have of Matthew Shepard right now is of Matt sitting in God's great big lap, surrounded by God's great big loving arms. And that's all I need to know. So, for you, remember and vote and get to work. To Judy and Dennis and Logan and Marlo, thank you for your generosity in sharing that with us. This will be the part where I cry. So I have three things I want to say to Matt. Gently rest in this place. You are safe now. Oh yeah, and Matt, welcome home. I'm in.
For there is nothing in death or life, in the world as it is, or this world as it shall be, nothing in all creation that can separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ our Lord. In confidence, therefore, we entrust Matthew to your keeping in the faith of Jesus Christ, who died and rose again and now lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit in glory forever. Give rest, O Christ, to your servant with your saints, where sorrow and pain are no more, neither sighing but life everlasting. 
O God of the living and the dead, you have trampled upon death and abolished the power of evil, giving life to your world. Give to your departed servant Matthew rest in a place of light, in a place of tranquility, in a place of refreshment, where there is no pain, no sorrow, nor suffering. For you, Christ our God, are the resurrection, the life, and the repose of your servant Matthew. And to you we give glory with your eternal Father and your all-holy, good, and life-giving Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Holding in your heart all that this time and this remembering has meant to you, go forth from this place in peace and love and confidence in your place in God's heart. And may the blessing of God Almighty, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit go with you and remain with you this day and forevermore. Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Live in love as Christ loved us. Thanks be to God. And with that, the bishops led a procession with the shepherd family to Matthew's final resting place in the crypt of the National Cathedral. This week, the shepherd family donated a dozen boxes of Matthew Shepard's personal artifacts to the Smithsonian Institute for a permanent display. Matthew's legacy has now been permanently installed in a safe place in Washington, D.C., for future generations to learn and reflect on his life and legacy. I'm dedicating this show to Matt and to his parents, Judy and Dennis, 
who have given our community powerful support in our fight for equality, work that Matthew I know would be proud of. That wraps up our hour tonight. Tune in next week to Outbeat Radio's Living Proof with Sheridan Gold and Dr. Diana Grayer. That's at 8 p.m. and only here on Radio 91. In the meantime, have a great week, and thanks for spending this very special Sunday night with us.
I love good friends, I love succeeding, I love pasta, I love jogging, I love walking and feeling good. I love you.